Welcome to the Richard Rance Show. Once again, it is Wednesday here, Pacific Standard Time on the west coast of lovely, burning California. I'm reporting from San Francisco, where we breathe the smoke, but we are mercifully free of fire, and I send out all of my sympathy and empathy to those people who are fighting these fires that are caused by our terrible climate catastrophe worldwide caused by climate change, which is a result of human activity. One of many scientific facts that are widely denied by those who wish to deny science and science is not always right. Part of the scientific method is that we are continually discovering, but there come certain points when scientific discoveries are fairly certain. And at that point, it is incumbent upon those of us who think rationally according to the best facts available to accept that science and to follow it. So many of the achievements of our civilization are thanks to science. So many of the things that we appreciate every day are thanks to the application of scientific knowledge, including the means for me to speak to you right now. Needless to say, if you did not believe in the truth of electricity and refuse to take advantage of what that could provide us or the truth of how various computer applications can be made and used, then, well, you would not be able to do this and you would not be able to listen to this and uh, on and on. Anyway, those of us who are rational know this. So let's move on, unless there is a comment. And I do take phone calls on this show occasionally. It's open. You can email me, richardrance at yahoo.com. Those of you who are on my Facebook friends list, feel free to send me a message. I have a group, the Richard Rance Show group on Facebook, which is actually a public group, and anyone is welcome to join it and discuss aspects of our daily news, 
political occurrences, political analysis, and that's what I'm here to talk about. What do we have very recently to discuss? Well, I'm sure that we are all inundated right now with various opinions, analyses, commentary about the first presidential debate of 2020 taking place now really not much more than a month away from the elections, these all-important elections, where the fate of our democracy may well be in play, and it is up to us to either start to fix it or to lose it according to how this vote goes, and we need to have a landslide vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in order to assure that this country does not sink into a right-wing racist dictatorship run by a out-of-control chump-in-chief in the White House whose incredible lack of any kind of decency was fully on display at that terrible debate performance that the racist-in-chief gave us last night. Top highlight story, which I'm glad is reflected in most of the news coverage, a lot of the news coverage is when asked to disavow white supremacists, the white supremacist in chief in the White House failed to do so and instead did quite the opposite, encouraging his neo-Nazi followers when suggested that he first of all said, oh, I'll denounce whoever you want. Who do you want me to denounce? Moderator said, the Proud Boys. Chump in chief said, Proud Boys, stand back and stand by. Which is a call to arms. Shortly after that, the Proud Boys added that to their emblem. Stand back, stand by. Proud white supremacist racists who now feel even more encouraged by the supremacist proto-terrorist in office in the White House. This is what we have to contend with. It believes that Further violence is in its best interest. And the champion only looks out for his own self-interest and doesn't care about anything else, nothing else at all. Certainly has no decorum. That's fully on display. Whew, wow. To go on and on, I mean, to enumerate the lies and the lying insults 
the failure to respect even a modicum of propriety on the debate forum. Lie after lie after lie. You can tune into a fact check on the New York Times for some of them. Some of them, each one perhaps more despicable than the last. As Joe Biden spoke about the honorable military service of his son, Bo Biden, who very tragically died of a cancer just several years ago and encouraged his father to run for president at that time as he mourned by his bedside of the impending death. Biden, who has seen so much death and tragedy in his own personal life throughout and has used it to increase his empathy. And whenever he has encountered someone with personal tragedy in their lives throughout his career, he has stepped in with empathy. A feeling that the chump in office currently cannot comprehend, has no understanding of, of this pure narcissist, has never felt an empathetic thought for anyone in his life. Biden, a human full of empathy. One who is able to acknowledge when he's made a past mistake, such as when he sponsored the crime bill. He's acknowledged that was a mistake, such as his vote for the Iraq war. He's acknowledged that mistake. He is for the expansion of Medicare to age 60. He's for many positive elements of the Democratic campaign. And I'd like to go through some of them. I really want to stress how important it is to support the Biden-Harris ticket and prevent this megalomaniac, ultra-narcissist chump from continuing on his quest for self-glorification. And now, also for just to save himself because he's a criminal and more and more of this criminality is coming to light by the day, the tax evasion story, the most recent criminal element to come to light. And he will be prosecuted. There are already prosecutions underway but as long as he is the president, he has a shield against much of this. He is unlikely to be called in for that 400 million of debts that he personally guaranteed. Debts that we still do not know who he owes. My speculation, based on a lot of information, that is publicly available, is that many of these 
debts are owed to Russian oligarchs and other questionable sources of money. An important aspect of the Chump organization's activities has been money laundering for money that has been obtained illegally by Russian oligarchs and others and by his own employees, money laundering, dirty tricks to avoid tax payments. There's a $70 million claimed tax refunds that is being audited under question by the IRS. And all of this has been held up because using the power of the presidency to cover up his own corruption, like any corrupt dictator would, has allowed many of these investigations to be slowed to a crawl. Many of them have been cut short. And all of that protection will be gone once he is unelected, once he loses the election and is thrown out of the office. Something that I look forward to us doing. Those of us who want to help more than just voting can make calls, especially to states where the outcome may be in question, such as Michigan, North Carolina, Florida, so-called swing states, Wisconsin. One easy way to do that is to go to Vote Save America, run by the uh, Crooked Media crew over at uh, Pod Save America. They have put together an incredible organization, great organizing, excellent training available, online training to anyone who wants to learn how best to speak to potential voters and encourage them to get out and vote, particularly to get out and vote for the Democratic ticket. The Democratic ticket, which has so many incredible liberal and progressive elements to it. The most progressive ticket of any major party in history. How about a $15 federal minimum wage? Reinstate DACA and allow new applicants to apply so that people who are born in this country or who arrived when they were very young from mostly Central and South American countries can have a chance to continue to be productive members of our society. These folks have been members of our society, productive throughout their entire lives, and they deserve the chance to continue. How about 12 weeks federal paid family leave, universal pre-kindergarten childcare for children ages three to four, tuition-free college for household incomes less than 125,000, allow student loans to be relieved in bankruptcy, LGBTQ plus Equality Act in the first 100 days in office, rejoin the Paris Climate Accords to address climate change, decriminalize cannabis use and expunge convictions, eliminate the unfair cash bail system, eliminate mandatory minimum sentences, 
Well, that's coming a long way from the crime bill, isn't it? Outlaw all online firearm and munition sales. Restore the Voting Rights Act, which protects minority voting rights, which are constantly under attack from the right wing and Republicans. And they know, the right wing and Republicans know that they cannot win a fair election. That's why they consistently try to diminish voting rights. That's why Trump goes on on camera and says that ballots are bad. Ballots are bad. Voting is bad. Don't count the votes. Basically saying, don't count the votes. This is a democracy, flawed as it may be. And democracies count on votes. And there has been extremely, extremely little voter fraud in the United States historically. Tiny, tiny, uh, just a fraction of a fraction of 1%. Completely not at all an appreciable factor in any election. But voter suppression by right wing, by the Republicans, that has been a large factor. Gerrymandering, principally by Republicans, that has been a large factor. The Electoral College, which is tilted towards Republicans, yes, a large factor. The Senate, which is tilted towards smaller, more rural states that tend to be red and Republican, that's certainly a factor. Yes, two senators from every state, regardless of the population. It's a very undemocratic house there, the Senate, extremely undemocratic, so that it doesn't come down to one person, one vote in the Senate. By a long shot, two senators from Wyoming has as much power with, you know, 17 million uh, population have as much power as two senators from California with 55 plus million population. Not one person, one vote. The Electoral College takes that away from people too. So, yeah. Restore the Voting Rights Act to at least let's protect the voting rights. You saw Trump at the debate once again, calling for his followers to basically go out and intimidate people at the polls because they know they can't win and they can't win fairly. And Trump again saying, we all consistently refusing to pledge to step down if he's voted out. Why? Because he knows he can't win a fair election. It's so obvious. The Republican Party is party of the rich, party of privilege, and nowadays also the party of white supremacy. Although it could arguably be said that they've been the party of white supremacy for quite some time. But better veiled, right? Yeah, better veiled. Now it's just right out in the open. Right there. Proud boys, stand by and stand by. Stand back and stand by. Stand by for action. For action intimidating people at the polls. Oh, someone's got to fight against Antifa, he says. Antifa, which is not an organization where... As Biden rightly pointed out, the FBI, led by even, you know, under Trump, has stated that according to their analysis, right-wing white supremacist 
Violence is the biggest threat of terrorism in the United States and has been for many years. You can look at the statistics and white supremacist terrorists have killed more people than any other terrorist organization in the United States. So yeah, let's restore the Voting Rights Act. What else is on the Biden Democratic platform? Create a new $20 billion competitive grant program to spur states to shift from incarceration to prevention. Yes, addressing the problem of over-incarceration. Appoint the first black woman to the Supreme Court of the United States. And you know that it won't be a woman who will, like Amy Coney Barrett, be on the side of reversing women's rights to their own choice over their bodies and to healthcare or one, yeah, to reverse Roe v. Wade. No. The first black woman appointed to the Supreme Court by a Biden Harris and who also Harris, by the way, also a woman of color right there on the ticket, likely to be in line to be the next president after Joe Biden as well. I'm not saying when he dies. I'm saying when he likely steps down after his first term, after his first glorious term, where many of the terrible actions that have been taken by the Trump administration can be reversed, where the correct science-following measures can be taken to reverse the coronavirus epidemic in the United States after to the point where we can safely reopen our economy and our schools because they got it backwards to try to open it now at the height of the epidemic in countries where they've been able to reopen, successfully reopen schools and the economy. They did it the way that science says you should do it, which is not rocket science. It is well-established best practices on how to address a coronavirus epidemic SARS epidemic was already addressed. We know how to do this. It's not a mystery. That's why they were able to successfully do it in countries like Iceland and Czechoslovakia and Thailand, Korea, South Korea. Even in the European countries, they were able to address it. When they get a second wave, they do it again because they know what to do. Contact tracing, testing, masks, Social distancing, they do it. When it goes down, guess what? They can reopen. Here they got it all backwards. They think they can reopen without reducing. So yes, under a Biden-Harris science-believing administration, we will be able to successfully reverse the epidemic here in the United States and reopen our economy. Under Trump, that ain't going to happen. Trump who's still making fun of people for wearing masks. A real leader appears with a mask and encourages every, everyone to use it because that is how we beat this epidemic. What else is on this Biden-Harris Democratic progressive platform? Reauthorize the Violence Against Women Act. Protect women. Ensure the U.S. achieves a 100% clean energy economy and net zero.
and net zero emissions no later than 2050. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And that will happen. That will happen under Trump and Biden. And additionally to that, you can be assured that they will be diligent and they will listen to the left when the left pushes them to take an aggressive position to fight climate change. They'll protect biodiversity, slowing extinction rates and helping leverage natural climate solutions. Develop a plan to ensure that America has the cleanest, safest, and fastest rail system in the world for both passengers and freight. That will be a long-term plan, but it's way past due as other countries like Russia and China, the European Union already have had a extensive rail infrastructure ultra-fast rail infrastructure that we do not have. Expand the safety net for survivors. End the rape kit backlog, important. Change the culture that enables domestic violence. Support the survivors of violence against women. Protect and empower immigrant women. End capital punishment. End federal private prisons. Thank you, Biden-Harris and the Democrats, and incarceration for drug use alone, and divert individuals to drug courts and treatment. Invest in public defenders officers to ensure defendants access to equality counsel. I mean, these are major reforms to our broken justice system, very much needed, and not at all what will happen if, God forbid, Trump should be reelected. And his Republican hardliners don't have any empathy for survivors of domestic violence or for people who have drug problems and don't deserve to be incarcerated and tarred for the rest of their lives for the abusive, profit based private prison system. The Democratic platform would ban chokeholds and neck restraints by police, like knees to the neck that killed George Floyd, a heinous murder by cop, one of many. And in the debate last night, Joe Biden did mention that we have systemic racism in the structure of our society and in the structure of our agencies. That's acknowledged. That's an incredible contrast to what the Republicans do, which is stoke racial hatred and, and uh, go, they, they, they want to promote racial hatred. And they believe that the more violence happens, the better it is for them. That's not the kind of leadership that we need here in the United States. We need less violence, not more. Trump and the Republicans incurred violence. On the Democratic platform, stop transferring weapons of war to police forces. 
free access to testing with the National Testing Board. That's for COVID-19, for coronavirus. Contact tracing workforce, yes, let's follow the science. It's well known that the way to stop a pandemic is one of the primary tools is contact tracing and testing. That's how you can stop it before it even becomes an epidemic. That's how it was stopped. You heard Trump bring out bring up the uh, swine flu epidemic. Well, one of the reasons that most of us don't think about swine flu epidemic is because we never had to be quarantined in our homes for that. We never had to shut down businesses for that. And the number of people who got the swine flu was pretty low. And why? Because the Obama administration actually believed in science. They did contact tracing. They did testing. They followed it. That's also why we didn't have an Ebola epidemic in this country, because as soon as Ebola was started to be introduced, the Obama-Biden administration was right on it, following the science. Well, I'm not going to go through the rest of these, but feel free to check out uh, the Joe Biden website and the Democratic Party website and look at these. And you can also go on uh, the Richard Rance group and take a look. I posted these on there, listed about uh, 100 very progressive proposals on the Democratic platform. So as we bring this episode to a close, I want to encourage you to rant and resist with peace and love, vote, encourage the 